Yo. Marie? I am. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of I've been through the Sioux. I was, uh, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I've seen some Sioux St. Marie hockey games. <laughs> the Are they still a team? Are they still a team? Uh, the Sioux Greyhounds? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I used to see a lot of OHL games with my dad. Be- like, believe it or not, I saw the Sioux Greyhounds play you see Gretzky play. And with I saw him? Gretzky play with him when oh, he was wow. like sixteen. I was only probably ten. Yeah, time, yeah. No, not even ten. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Okay, you yeah. sound way better now. Okay, yeah, I, I just moved a little closer. Yeah. And Dude, I... We're gonna talk about hockey and rock <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm actually from Quebec City. Have you been to Quebec City? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just saw the BGL show the other day at the Museum London here. They, are they from Quebec City, the art group? Uh, I, I'm not sure. I think so. But yeah. they might be from just outside. Like, I, th- yeah. I want to say maybe Saint-Georges-de-Beauce, but I'm not quite sure. I'll have to check on that. Yeah. I met them really briefly in... Um, in, in Toronto with my oldest son Felix and uh, they were doing a show at the old Diaz Gallery and they seemed very very like mischie- not mischievous but they were very playful oh they were like, yeah they, they like jokes eh yeah they're very funny but I didn't often get all their jokes but <laughs> <laughs> have you seen their uh, sort of cathedral that they built yeah I know they have they have have that at uh, Museum London here, yeah. <gasps> oh my God, I have to go see that. That's here now. Yeah, I know that show's great. Oh, yeah, I should go I, see I that twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think part of that their Venice setup, the Venice Biennale setup, um, is in London here. So yeah, see, I got to get people coming from other countries to tell me what's going on in my own city. <laughs> I remember that they they were on the uh, top page of Canadian art in I would say 2015 2016 yeah. Uh, yeah and that was when they were going to the Biennale I believe yeah yeah mm-hmm. well, it's interesting to have a show like that in London because I was telling um, a friend the other day that um, 
well, I heard the story of one of my close friends here. He, his his girlfriend's son is 10 years old, and his school went to see the show at Museum London. And he was like, said to his my friend Darren, he's like, uh, his girlfriend's boyfriend, uh, or sorry, his mom's his mom's boyfriend. And, and, and he said, oh, we have to go see the show. You know, it's really good. After you have to go see it. And this is a 10-year-old saying that. He's like, do that thing with art, you know. So it's... Uh, you know, when you're getting affecting a ten-year-old and opening their minds up to things, like you can actually do it. You know, it's pretty powerful in a, in a city this size. You know, that it's not conservative the art world here, but generally there's a lot that doesn't get seen. So it's a little bit conservative, I would say, but yeah. not. I mean, I, there's a lot of young artists. Yeah. And it's there's always been kind of a scene here. Is when I have talked about that a fair bit because you go back to like the Greg Kerno days and. There was, there was a lot of stuff going on back here, and, yeah, like, and there's a new generation of that around now, and I guess you would have been a part of a, a mid-generation of that when you were here more permanently, like, what, 10, 15 years ago? Or even longer than that. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I lived in London, Ontario, like, um, uh, well, when I was 19. I'm, like, 47 now, but, um, when I, like, I grew up until like, I was about, I, I left around, I was around 19 or so, oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. So you went to Vancouver. Then, with it. Then, well, I went to Brights Grove, Ontario first for a few months, just outside of Sarnia, and uh, lived in this small beach town for a bit, and then went out to Vancouver. I was supposed to go to school in Montreal, actually, but then I didn't get accepted at Concordia. Oh, no. And, <laughs> and um, so I didn't know out. what to do. So two weeks later, I moved out to Vancouver and had no maps, and there was no internet, and I think I had, like, three hundred dollars maybe <laughs> like basically not enough for rent <laughs> uh, but i know but then i lived in vancouver and then i uh um and then i came back to, uh, to toronto we sold our house in vancouver because we'd owned three different houses and then moved to toronto and then moved back to london when kind of a recession was first starting to hit yeah i remember that I scared into that a little bit by my, my father and then and then uh then we stayed here for like three years and briefly moved to la and then uh, just for four months, and then then we ended up settling in New York, so in Brooklyn. So hmm, that's what a what a great uh, parcours. <laughs> yeah, well, Jason, you've been pretty committed, right? Like you've really done this and been pretty serious about it, right? From you must have known you wanted to be an artist when you were quite young. Uh yeah. Well, I mean, um, it's funny when I was younger. I used to really be into sports pretty heavily. I mean, not like I'm not now, but um, I used to play a lot of tennis and then I would golf a little bit and work at a golf repair shop. And um, yeah, I think so. I think I kind of, I used to do a lot of tracing and like drawing birthday cards and stuff. And there wasn't much art around our house, really, like a little bit of craftiness. But uh, basically... Um, I kind of think I want to be an animator or a graphic designer early on, but when I went to Beale Art here in London, Ontario, the, the art high school, it's kind of, some people would consider it almost almost like an art college, just mm -hmm. post-secondary, but um, I kind of, it kind of threw me in the direction I knew that's what I wanted to do with myself, so... But I kind of got my, kind of got my eyes open to things in a little bit, you know, because I, I, I felt like I was led a bit of a sheltered upbringing, so... Wow. Yeah. I have a I lot of questions that I wrote. I have four questions. I thought you were going to say 40 questions. Yeah, 40 <laughs> no. They'll be like, like um, what do you call it? Um, where you have like a snippet, like, you know, you have like, um, 
what do they call it on TV? Oh, soundbite. Soundbite. Sound yeah. They can edit it really quickly. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. my, my editing skills aren't there yet. I, I keep working on, on that aspect of this podcast. Yeah. Well, we don't have to, we don't have to edit that much. I won't tell you anything too personal. <laughs> no, well. Um, I won't say off the record too often. Yeah. I'm I'm so happy that you're coming to talk to us today, Jason. That's just so lovely. Thank you so much. Oh yeah, well, you know, I mean I'm uh I like getting the word out there, you know. I'm not a I'm not a shy guy. I mean I'm not the most brightest guy on the block, <laughs> but but uh I try my best, you know. I was actually a little bit sad earlier today, a little bit thinking about a friend who passed away a few years ago. I was listening to an album about her that was dedicated to her. So Aww. hopefully I'll uh, do morose. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I was like, crying in the interview. No. I don't know. Reflecting a lot on life and stuff today, you know, a little bit. So Something yeah. to do with being around around the age fifty, I think. Yeah, still. a little bit, yeah. But you know, like I'm working away on my artwork, like doesn't matter really where I am like it just you kind of just go into this little uh I don't know what it is like a void of 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 not not nothingness but just a bubble of, of inside of your own reality almost <laughs> yeah yeah it's just kind of like you lose everything else around you you know it's kind of like a comfort you know so like mm-hmm. it's purpose or something you know yes I understand that yeah um I what do you use the word drawings to describe your work? Um, yeah, I guess I would call them drawings. I mean, people different call them different things. I mean, I was in um, I was in the painting biennial at UCAM in Montreal a few years ago, and um, they considered one of my painted doors to be a painting, and I was like. Well, I guess it's a painting because you said it's a painting, but <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty easygoing, right? You know, like, yeah. you know, if there's not white towels, that's fine. You know, like, I was like, you know, like kind of like, I'm pretty easygoing with things like, um, so if someone wanted to say something was a painting or a painterly drawing or something like that, I'm like pretty fine with it. Like, I'm not too, uh, I'm not too worried about it, but yeah. Um, yeah. I use the word drawings for sure. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, you work large. But then I, I work with brush, right? So, I mean, if you consider drawing with a brush to be a draw, uh, brush, you know, or a brush to a drawing, you know, so. Oh, um, also the, like the black lines are brush? Yeah, yeah, black lines generally, but sometimes they can also be, um, sometimes they can also be uh, um, like a brush pen. Like lately I've been working with brush pen a lot, um, like a Pentel Japanese brush pen. So, mm-hmm. um Sometimes I'll pre-draw things and then I'll I'll fill them in and then outline them. But it varies, you know. But sometimes I use a brush with Rapidograph ink, which is a technical pen ink, and dip it and mm. uh, smooth ink, and it doesn't smear. So um, yeah, I mean it can really vary. It depends on different time periods. So that's cool. I like that you're using a, a a painterly way to to make your drawings slash paintings. Yeah, <laughs> different things you could different mark making. Um, you know, like if you if you use like a like a micron pen or something that's more rigid and upright, you know, you get a different mark making. Or like you use like um, pencil crowns, which I don't use very much, or like or like a 
an oil stick or something. I mean, this is all different mark making tools or like, you know, you use different, you know, use a brush pen. There's a bit more of a, like a calligraphy or a swipe to it or like a gestural mark. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I go through phases of trying different things. And sometimes when I collaborate, then I'll, I'll pick up on a new material or a new tool or something too. Awesome. You do collaborations. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Yeah. I've been doing collaborations yeah, for years say. and years, you know, like, probably in the early early days of of drawing with mark bell and peter thompson here in london and it's like um probably like 1987 or 88 started doing a lot of collaborations and i knew about collaborating you know a lot through the general idea collective and like a lot of the the fluxus and like i don't know if fluxus was a collaboration inspiration but but there, I knew there was like, like different collectives because the collective thing wasn't as popular. So I knew Basquiat and Warhol had collaborated, and even though that one didn't, wasn't super successful. But I was like aware of <coughs> people work together, you know. So you mentioned Basquiat. Is he one of your influences, or do you get yeah. annoyed when people compare you to him, or do yeah, you see fine. it? Or... It's it's kind of funny. It seems like I've gotten into certain circles where like people that have owned his work, um, own my work. And then I, I did the audio for his, um, AGO, uh, show, uh, which was interesting. Cause I think I was the only Caucasian that was chosen to talk about his work, mm-hmm. which actually put a pressure on me in some ways to, I don't know. It's like, not like I was super careful what I said, but I was just like, I was kind of put in a situation where, you know, you know, it was, I don't know. I don't know what to say, but I was just, I was just like, I, I, maybe in some ways I was comparing it. Um, so there was some tie in there with a certain trade of like having mental illness or like, or being like, because sometimes I, I, I'm not sure what I'm trying to say, but no, 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 just, yeah, that's, that's all right. I, I get that's that right. way too. Like, yeah, even... <laughs> but just because as far as like, like not, because you know, like kind of, um, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but like, kind of like the, um, not within, not, not accepted within society or something or like, or not being within the, that's not, that's not the right way to put it, but like being within like, you know, the the white art world, you know, and then I've always felt a little outside of it as being like with, with mental illness situations where it's just been, I've been like, um, um, slightly outside of, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I made I some comparison. It wasn't you know, just comparison in some ways, but, but I thought it was interesting they chose me though. So, I mean, I do have a good knowledge of his work. And I, I did study a lot of black history in, uh, in Vancouver and uh, then I, you know, read certain things a little bit of the East Coast and the history. So, yeah, I mean, I felt so, so but somewhat informed, you know, but it was it was so. But the basket comparison. Yeah, um, definitely. He's he he helped me out a lot. His work looking at it when uh, when times were, were quite rough, when I just was very, very down mm-hmm. on uh, with my mental health situation and just he would spark life and things that I, I feel like I believe in things. Um, uh, uh, it would give me like confidence when I was really down and just being very lethargic in a lot of ways. And it would get me excited and 
but then sports sometimes were that way also with me a little bit too. So there was a few bleak years when I had left Emily Carr school and started doing my academics at Langara college. And, um, I would actually have a backpack and sometimes it had baskets, Whitney, Whitney biennial catalog. Um, and I would look at it sometimes just to kind of feel like it was kind of to keep going on. But, but then, you know, when I moved to New York in some ways, I felt like it was almost so in the canon of New York, like the basket Warhol thing, it almost became a bit of a cliche to be involved with it a little bit, almost kind of not saying you can't be into Greg Cruneau in London, Ontario or Emily Carr in Vancouver, but you realized everyone and their uncle was trying to be like that person, you right. know? So, um, Okay, well, that's um, that makes me think about how how you work um, because your your work is like um, I when I first saw it, I thought of snakes and ladders right away. Yeah, well, there's like a like sometimes a bit of a game like aspect, you know. Um, some of that probably comes from a bit of Ray Johnson. I don't know if you know his work, like the. The, kind of the father of postal art, you know, just like um, a grandfather, uh, not grandfather, but like, I, I forget what they call him. Um, he was like the, you know, the, the the postal art guru, you know, and like the game aspect and like kind of uh, having uh, playfulness to, uh, to the work or like uh, like some sort of uh, rhyme or um, uh, like not revealing everything at once. And so the, the snakes and ladders, the snake motif probably came from some sort of, uh, I never know what it's called. And I should, I should know this. And I've talked about it before, but kind of like that staff from uh, a hospital with the serpent mm -hmm. that goes. Yes. Uh, and I've often done snakes with paths and roads and stuff. Um, and the brick snake. I was going to say the yeah, brick snake goes yeah, way back. Yeah, it goes way back. Yeah, like the Ray Johnson brick snake, and, uh, and that's that's from Ray Johnson. Yeah, it's originally Ray Johnson. Oh, I didn't not, know not, that. Not Mark Bell. I thought somebody, like Peter you know. Thompson, Mark no, Bell, no, Jason. No, no, that's Ray Johnson. <laughs> oh, I didn't so, know that. Yeah, it was from uh, from an exhibition he did. So but maybe we'll yeah. have to uh, we'll have to maybe look that up, Isabel, and put an image of that along with this podcast. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when you have uh, you have your set of let's say you have a I don't know how you work but let's say you have a list of uh, little of things that you want to include in in one piece like do you work on one piece and then put it aside and then work on another or what what is uh, your process? My my studio is so small right now that. Um, um, Basically, it's hard to work on multiple pieces at once. I mean, I can work on a few pieces at once, but uh, I mean, sometimes I'll start a whole bunch of pieces. Lately, I've been starting a whole bunch of pieces loosely. Sometimes I talk over Messenger or on the phone, like just say what we're talking right now, and I'd be working on some stuff and like kind of loose stream of conscious kind of stuff. And um, it can really vary. Sometimes I'll have like a whole like agenda of what I want to do a drawing about, and I'll be like. This is going to be a mapping piece about like the history of baseball or like a street mapping piece or a piece about travel or a place or movie history or like uh, or uh, I mean various themes. So it can it can really vary sometimes um, 
how pieces are started. And sometimes I'll start pieces and leave them for a while and go travel and or something, or and then I'll come back and I'll be working into them later, which is sometimes hard to get into, and it'll totally change the direction. Like right now, I'm working on a, a soft sculpture piece, these goalie pad pieces Ooh, that I'm working. I saw that. Yeah, that's beautiful. And, yeah, and and um, and um, I started them uh, like four years ago and now I'm working on them. So yeah, I mean the piece that there's a piece of the goalie pad piece I have that ended up in a bank collection. Yeah, that that's Plexi, what I remember. Plexi, this is the second series of them that I've done. So, so that's, that's like Royal bank, I think, right? Yeah. I think it's in their office tower. Yeah. yeah. And I've never visited it, <laughs> but that friend sent me a photo one day. And like a distant friend, a friend that I could never remember his name. Right. Um, but he sent me a picture of it and I was like, Oh, I should probably go see that and like stay in touch. <laughs> But um, no, I showed I showed those goalie pads in the Arena Art of Hockey show that toured around. Uh, I think it toured in a little bit uh, around North America actually. But but uh, yeah, so I mean sometimes I'll start and stop things, you know. It's just um, um, or uh, things else... while I'm working, you know, like yeah. you know, like things that I never thought would end up in a piece that end up in a piece. So. With oh, the current. That's it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I I wanted to ask you: Are there things sometimes that you put in that you take it out? You you, you don't. Yeah, no. Yeah. Like sometimes I've seen be, things crossed out. Yeah, there'll be well, there'll, things will be crossed out. I mean, which is kind of that's kind of a Basquiat thing, you know, as far as him. Like he would say that it's like something that you wanted people to pay more important. You're adding. You're making it more. More prevalent. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes I'll turn them into like arrows in some way, so it's not too directly. Basquiat kind of, or but often I, sometimes I would black the area out and do like, and sometimes you can still see the word if you look on the side, like the ink's a different color, but like the ink underneath, but um, and then it becomes like a pattern of where the past was, almost like maybe like a graffiti wall where someone would block out on on a white wall, they would use gray to black out the the, the word, and then it starts reforming, yeah. forming uh, the the drawing in some ways, so. Um, uh, just adding into the composition, you know. Sometimes I'll I'll pour it out into a piece one night, and I'll wake up in the morning and go, "Oh my god, I mean, what <laughs> about like it's almost like you know, like making that email or that call to someone, like <laughs> message, and then you wake up in the morning. I, like, I, I don't even drink, but uh, you know, you're kind of like, "Oh my god, I'm so whiny," or just so like I I don't know, you just like you get into a certain state it's like a, it's like a post where you kind of you edited it later you know you're like oh that's too i'm giving too much of myself because i give a lot of myself in my work so yes. i found that the the stuff that's up in the show at the gibson gallery now i found the more that i looked at it the more it revealed to me and i i almost found and i don't know and ashley pointed this out um that it looked almost like the way it was hung was it was autobiographical like there's a, a a lineage, a linear yeah. timeline to it. Is that is that true? I said. I, yeah, I mean, it's actually it's interesting because I came to London and my show was already up, and they framed it. So, so you they, didn't. You that you was know, all their curatorial decision. They they, they curated and, ch and chose the pieces. That they did, were a, good, going they did a really good job. They did a really good job, and and I don't know their whole process of how they decide things, but there was some loose pieces, and then there was I think. They get to know the space really well, you know, 
what works in certain areas. And then if you saw the ones they paired together were of a certain style. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes yeah. they were colors or themes. Or there's a lot of real estate. In there, there. There's a lot of focal <laughs> points, you know, like, you know, like people come in and they turn to the right or like people come in and they look at the back wall. And if you grab someone from the back wall, it's not like it's like a grocery store, <laughs> but you know, like how they put the milk at the back. So you have to walk through the store to like. Yeah, where's, you, where's your milk? <laughs> Your bread. That's a really bad comparison to with a grocery store, <laughs> but it's kind of, it just came to me and I was just kind of like, but you know, you know, you, 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 I mean, they've been in that space for a long time, like at least, at least 15 to 20 years, I think, maybe 15 years at least, uh, maybe longer. I but, bet you 15 years. Yeah, I think maybe longer. And, maybe even 20. And so you get to know a space really well. Like I remember years ago, I worked at a gallery called Diane Ferris Gallery in Vancouver and, um, and they had showed a lot of people like Graham Gilmore and Doug Cop Douglas Copeland and, and Attila Richard Lukash and like um, they had showed um, Dale Chihuly, all sorts of people. But and you know a lot of prominent women artists. You know it's not just a, like a, a sausage party. But, um, <laughs> but no, I'm just I'm just I always said all male names, so it's kind of like, just top of mind. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And but um, but they would get to know their space really well, and they would like hang pieces away from the corners. You know, like pull it out a certain amount of distance, because then the lighting when it hit, and like certain spatial things, you get to know a space really well. So like, I can see like for them to hang it seems to make sense in some ways. And sometimes, not like it's going to like a psychiatrist, <laughs> but but like kind of like when you're outside your circle, like they would have, because I would probably be so personal with it, I would probably want a certain piece. And like some pieces they didn't include, I was like, really, you didn't include that? Like that was my yeah, your favorite one. Yeah, but then I'm like, well, maybe, maybe not. You got to kind of trust their judgment. Yeah, like they know what they're doing, and they know what sells. I mean, it's a commercial space too, you know. So, I mean, it kind of is a great freedom to have them install it in some ways, because then I can just come there and talk about the work, and and I mean, there's so many hats to wear with being an artist. So no kidding, yeah. Afterwards, we were at Milos. After yeah. and I was sitting with my friend Jeff Wilmore, and and he was sort of he was pointing out he was wondering if you almost those shows are geared towards London because you know it's going to be hung in London almost like almost being cynical about it like I don't know. Well, Jeff seems very cynical. Yeah. <laughs> and I said I don't, I don't think Jason. Does no, I mean he's a good guy, but I mean it's no, 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 no. I, 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 but, I, yeah. but no, but I know what you mean. Like, maybe a little strategic. Like, you do London content, you'll get a London yeah, audience, yeah, you'll yeah, do yeah. a London sale. And I was like, he like, I do a little bit of that, but I'm also like, well, it forms a lot of your background. Yeah, too. I mean, sometimes it's just like, well, if I do show in LA, or I'll do work about LA, or if I do a show in Toronto, I'll do work about Toronto. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. It's kind of like a, it's like uh, common sense. <laughs> yeah, or like it's. A, it's like my relationship with that place, you know, and sometimes there's things I want to discuss, like there's certain key pieces, like, like the real estate piece that's in the show, the Michael Gibson. Uh, I'd want to do that for a long time. Like I wanted to do that drawing for like well, six about, or seven years. It was about real estate that you owned a long time ago. No, no, it was, it was pieces that were like, it was just different deals by different regions like Northwest Territories prices on houses there oh, yeah, was pieces yeah. on the East Coast where friends had lived in New Glasgow Nova Scotia there was some pieces not much to do with the West Coast because of the cost but I was basically I was just like online researching MLS and trying to find and in some ways it's a little bit maybe a little bit 
political or maybe in some way as far as like finding cheap ways to live or like make life affordable right. and like because then you think about real estate and you think like kind of money hungry kind of like savviness or something but i because i initially formed from a zine the zine hanging on the wall was actually the mock-up for the drawing but it didn't turn out the way i thought it would turn out interesting and maybe i needed in some ways if it had had more space um it would have flowed more, but it was quite compact. But um, it had me in it kind of, and lists of, of searching out and various things. And um, I, quite, uh, like, but, I, I really like that piece. I spent a lot of time staring at that one. Yeah, but you know, but then there there is there is thoughts of like, if I did the whole show, every piece about London, it would be pretty limited and like the scope, because there was, there was, I know there was people from interest in the show from the States that con like contacted Michael Gibson in Saskatoon and Toronto. Yeah, they don't care about London. They just yeah. like the art. They yeah, like the but, I mean, and also, also like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I spent a lot of time here and it's like reflecting back on being here in some ways too and like being aware of where I'm showing the work, you know, so I don't know. I mean, yeah. I think it makes sense. I, yeah. I, 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 well, and he was joking about it. He wasn't like saying, no. you know, that asshole, no, Jason no, McLean, no, no, he's no. just taking everyone's money by yeah, making, no, no, making drawings yeah. about London. Yeah, doing <laughs> doing work about uh, uh, like the, the biggest corporation in London or something. You yeah, know, like, yeah. Doing, like, you know, but, uh, but no, I also like, I guess I'll, I also like the idea of the underdog and like having people, because I know some people like to read about local, and there's not a lot of people doing local content. I mean, in some ways you could ask Jeff, why is he choosing to do work about Detroit and not London? Yeah. Because he's living in London. Yeah. But, I mean, sometimes you get romanticized a different place. But sometimes I romanticize London while I'm in New York. I think of that perfect Well, London's place. got its terms, you know? Yeah, no, it does. It's you not know, a perfect it's, place, it's, but it's no place perfect. is. No, and, and actually I was, I was working with my studio assistant, uh, well, no, so I wasn't working with her. We were talking today over lunch about London, and we were talking about Farhi, and how much he's destroying the city. Owning half and, of it. Yeah. And, uh, and I was just like, yeah, why doesn't people comment on that more? And I was just like, well, maybe they don't want to get like sued or something, or like or people wouldn't buy the work, or like if, like if you did a political piece. But, so your next, your next show is going to be all about Farhi. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but we did do a mural at Museum London where we poked fun at Farhi. And, um, but, uh, but, you know, as far as the city itself, you know, like this love hate kind of like like you know i mean i don't know if Sault st marie's like that but like you, know, you have sections of just the most wonderful areas then you'll like turn the corner and walk a couple blocks and it'll be like just such despair yes you know yes it's just kind of uh just so trying on you like the sections of, of, of london ontario that remind me a lot of Maine and Hastings of East Seaside of Vancouver where I used to live. Not too far from where right no, now. No, and like the addiction and like uh, substance uh, abuse problems and like um, uh, street street life, you know, and yes. it's just it's just it's uh, it's really trying sometimes and and you know I haven't been commenting quite as much on that kind of thing because in Vancouver I used to comment on that a lot. And it wouldn't be overt, like this is this or this is that, or like I'm saving this or I'm commenting on that. But it'd be just a reflection on my daily life, you know. But I mean, and and and, and feeling like I'm I'm connected in some. This is straying away from the conversation a little bit, but straight, like my personal connection with having to battle with mental illness for 25 it's years. It's making me think of like mm -hmm. I mean, 
influenced by like artists like Harvey Pekar and yeah. Robert Crumb and yeah. all that kind of street yeah. life yeah. stuff. That well, they you know, actually, I talked about it on uh, the, the local uh, CHRW University uh, radio station here, and I was talking about probably like, um, well, Chris Johansson and his street, his street scenes and a lot of the drawings he did in the Mission District influenced me, but I was kind of doing a similar thing in Saul Steinberg and Mark Bell right. and some of Mark cartoony mapping and those kind of film industry kind of street maps of um, you know uh, when you'd see like pre kind of pre-internet where you'd see buildings and they'd make the building a little bigger than the other buildings yeah, yeah, like, yeah, a yeah. Little, like little star, like almost like a not a star map but like those kind of historic That's walking kind of tours so those oh, yeah, of, yeah, there's yeah, so yeah. many things that have influenced me that way <coughs> but um, I know the list goes on and I've probably forgotten a lot of things that have influenced me but Sometimes you just keep rolling on. Sometimes you, you get into a certain way of working and you forget where you've gotten a lot of your influences. Yeah, you you're know? just moving forward, right? Yeah. And someone will say, hey, but I was doing that before you or like I was doing it at the same time <laughs> as you. And I was like, yeah, that's why I'm citing you. Know? I was like, no, not like I'm lifting ideas off people, but it's hard to be an original, you know? Oh, you're totally an original. I, I think it's really interesting, though, like uh, knowing and, and we don't have the comparison there, but knowing like Peter Thompson's work and knowing Mark Bell's work and these guys have worked together since they were in high school. Right. And there's a lot of similarities, but they're all so different at the same time. Right? That's right. So I there's younger. I oh, sorry. I had a oh. question about your your color palette. Uh -huh. Do you always go with primary colors or do you have a, do you vary your palette is that a well, important to you or not or what it's, it's very intuitive like sometimes it can be intuitive and random but then sometimes i'll go back to similar patterns of past pieces like i'll often do like uh, uh the pinks and blues together and then i'll start working with like a cream color i'll work through pastel colors that can really vary on what i have sometimes to work with and, you know, I don't really even know the color wheel very well. And I actually at times don't know how to mix certain colors. Yeah. And kind of not like I'm naive, but sometimes it takes a few layers of the color. You're like, wow, that really doesn't work. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> that or, or you outline that and use sometimes I don't do a lot of underpainting. And then sometimes my stuff can be a little silkscreen, like a little surface, almost like kind of like a Keith Herring or something. But then... Um, sometimes I know when certain things pop and work. I mean, sometimes I'll, sometimes I'll, I'll tilt my glasses off a little bit and just look at things without my glasses on, see shapes and stuff. How they, they taught me that at BLR, Joseph Hubbard, my old instructor taught me that in a drawing class. He was mainly my sculptor instructor, but, but I don't know really what that proves when you see certain shapes working a certain way. I guess it's the way, way it, like a plane kind of sets or something like as far as like, like, um, uh like a good movement i like a lot of action sometimes in pieces but you know though the mapping pieces are stiffer but but getting back to the color thing <coughs> uh it's a lot intuitive you know it's very automatic and like you know sometimes i'll just have a bit of color left at the end of the night and i'll just throw it on a piece of paper and then i start drawing into it um that's sweet. I like the color palette of the, the stuff that's up now, and it yeah. seems different to me than other stuff that I've seen of yours. Like yeah. the orange seemed to really jump. Yeah, 
sometimes you can really get it to jump and I like that electricity kind of of the color like they definitely say like the the brightness of, of the color is just um I guess sometimes it's such kind of like like I mean not like just walking around cities and sometimes there's so much gray and just so like uh-huh. muted that you want some life and color mm. you know, um then I haven't been dressing quite as vibrant lately too and almost disguising not disguising <laughs> myself more but I used to be very people used to say oh you look exactly like your paintings he's got glasses and, and, on that are glasses <laughs> on that are blue of a painting as is yeah yes. but I, but you know it's funny this is a side tangent it's a good story though but I, I um, I'll get in trouble if my father-in-law hears this but um, um, but I was at the art fair in Toronto a few years ago and um, and I and and uh, Michael and Jenny had said, "Oh, you'll know Jason when he shows up because he looks just like his artwork." <laughs> and, and I was thinking of my father-in-law's, who's he's probably in his mid seventies, and um, I was started to wear some of his clothes because I didn't bring that many clothes to Toronto, <laughs> so I wore his clothes at the art fair, and I wanted to get Michael and Jenny to laugh, so I wore like these like really big, kind of heavy, like old man, like old man like. Uh, like with these like Cuban hand sewn shoes stuff, and like it was fucked. Up. It was, I guess I can't swear, but it was it was it was messed up. Like I was, and I kept a straight face and showed up, and I looked nothing like my work. And Jenny just about burst into laughter in front of a client, I believe. And it was just so it was just the best. And the whole art fair, I just wore different clothes of my father-in-law's every day. And then I was talking with these clothing designers, like these design. And we were talking about high-end fashion at the fair. Who is this guy? You know how clothing designers kind of dress kind of bad? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, that sounds like, uh, like, what's his, like, an Ollie G thing or something almost. Yeah. <laughs> or, um... Yeah, yeah. Well, it was kind of like, um, it was almost kind of like performance. Yeah, that's like, what I'm thinking. But, you know, it somehow worked, like... I mean, I just the community in in, in the tr- the Canadian Toronto Art Fair is so small. You kind of get to know everyone, so they're kind of you can you can almost pull off that kind of stuff because it's just kind of like they kind of look at you like, is Jason like really lost his like he's, he's lost his stuff? Is he, yeah, is he lost I always suspected head? this was gonna happen. Yeah, like wow, he's dressing he's looking really bad. <laughs> it's like so really cool. That's hilarious. But yeah, I, that's awesome. I, during, during the Toronto Art Fair, I, like. Every year I try to do something a little different, but, but, yeah. Did you go this year? Or has it happened yet? No, it's, it's around, every time right around Halloween. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So that's it's right. actually kind of funny, too, because it's kind of like dressing up, but, but. So you gotta, I mean, you gotta start thinking about your. Well, your... I don't really, I don't really celebrate, like, big blown out Halloween costumes, because it's just like, sometimes I feel like I'm trying to be creative all year round, so like Halloween's like, oh. Then My it, one day off. No, yeah. <laughs> Probably like like a chef when they come home and they have to make a meal for like <laughs> this meal for the family. It's like they're opening a can it's of like, beans. They're like, oh, we'll have some uh, tuna yeah. casserole. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna put a cornflake crust on it just because I'm yeah, feeling yeah, wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. So what's going on in Sault Ste. Marie today? Pardon? What's going on in Sault Ste. Marie? What do you what do you up? 
Oh, um. Who are you were out today looking at uh, looking at looking for cows, right? Today, today I I was out cow questing. I call it cow yeah. quest, uh, where I go and try to find cows. There's one spot on St. Joseph Island where I can always find cows, and um, I just brought some canvases and I did two paintings. And well, good then for you. I went to see a friend, an old friend, and uh -huh. um, then I came back for this. I was thinking of questions to ask you. <laughs> Uh, okay. So, w when you do the your plein air work, sometimes you go out with a camera and sometimes you go out with a canvas, right? Like you do both. Oh, I always bring my camera, but what? I didn't take um, I didn't take good cam uh, photos this time. It was so hot today that I just was crazy. Uh, I just painted like it smelled. The cows smelled so strong today, and the. <laughs> The uh, air was drenched with smell. It was yeah. really nice. I re I well, love yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, we we live near um, uh, pig abattoirs in oh, Toronto, and then in Vancouver near a chicken uh, factory. Yeah. And sometimes sometimes you kind of get used to it, but in Toronto it was almost more like a barn smell. Like you know, you'd smell a little bit of occasionally the wind would pick up and it'd be like that manure smell, you know. Mm-hmm. Which isn't so, so bad. No, at times you kind of like, like you'd say to someone in the neighborhood, like, how do you live around this thing? Oh, you kind of get used to it. I actually kind of like it now. <laughs> Not <laughs> I when like, it's I've like always, I've always been used to living around breweries. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I kind of live not far from like Labatt's Brewery here in London. I think Labatt started in London. But um, but then in, 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 in New York, in Brooklyn more, around the corner from me, there's a big craft brewery. And sometimes it smells like, the brewery smell and it kind of reminds me of the bass a little bit that kind of like pot it's that malty pop, smell poppy yeah. kind of almost like a berry <coughs> berry smell or something mm -hmm. or how to like describe it yeah yes but yeah well here there would... isn't much happening because the art gallery uh the roof is leaking and they have to fix it ah. so and the university of Algoma, right? Uh, yeah, uh, that's yeah, right. Art Gallery there, of Algoma. Right? Yeah. You, you have there? Yeah, I, I showed it Art Gallery of Algoma before. Oh man, that's yeah. Cool. While ago, in the Just My Imagination show, I was living out in Vancouver then. I showed two big drawings. Uh, two thousand. Was Paul Wald there then? No, no. I know he had, he lived up there around there. Yeah, he, I thought he was. I don't know if he was a curator or what for that guy. Yeah, there. but no, this was with David Merritt and uh, he's a London artist. And uh, Kim Moody. Kim Moody, other And uh, why am I forgetting her name? There was a woman. Jamila Hassan. Gerard. No, no, no. Uh, she was Toronto based. She was kind of curated for part of it and part of it not, I think, but um, I can't remember her name, but, but um, they took the, they toured the Just My Imagination show to like, I think 13 museums in Canada, toured for over three and a half years. That's awesome. And I never went up to Algoma, 
like to archive on go and watch the same movie. But I thought it was it was great they were showing it up there. There was some connection. I don't know if Kim Moody was somehow connected. Kim Moody went to high school. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's he's from Sault Ste. Marie. That's yeah. right. I forgot so about that. So I thought that. it was really interesting. Because you know who else lived there and went to school is Jeff Wilmore as well. So there's ah, a connection there too. Yeah. Yeah. They went to a high school that they called the dump on the lump. It's oh, gone now. Yeah. Yeah. Well <laughs> I, I have to say I was talking to someone the other day about it and uh Maybe it was Michael Gibson. I said some of those shows I should have traveled to more when I was younger. You know, when I was doing, a lot of, especially the international shows, it's like at art fairs and stuff. I was doing a lot of stuff in, in Switzerland and like I was doing a lot of stuff in Scandinavia. It's expensive like, to get there. And you no, can... I know. Like you're showing a few pieces and you fly out across the world, you know, to do something. And it's you like, got the money. It's one thing, but I mean, you're probably just struggling, yeah, I mean, struggling I'm, to get by, right? I'm pretty practical. Well, no, there were some times where things were really doing really, really well, and not like they're not doing well now, but it's just kind of like, you know, like I'm showing at the Seattle Art Fair, I think, August 2nd with Backgower yeah. Projects, the yeah. Vancouver yeah. Gallery I've been working yeah. with. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of yeah. Michael Gibson and, like, oh, it's, it's, it's a yeah. kind of yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Vancouver yeah. Gallery that I'm working with. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and 